A salesman, an account manager, and their director were talking at lunch when they found a very old lamp. The, the manager rubbed the lamp and a genie came out and said, I will make your wish come true. One wish each. Again, I repeat, one wish each. The salesman said, hey, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Me first, me first. I want to be in Tahiti, sunbathing with a pina colada in, in my hand, surrounded by, by, surrounded by beautiful girls, and poof, he was gone. Me next, me next, said the account manager. I want to be in Maladevise, relaxing at a spa resort together with the love of my life, and poof. He was gone. Okay, your turn, the genie said to the director. The director said, I want those two idiots back in the office as soon as I finish my lunch. Family, moral of the story. It's strongly advised to hear the opinion of all people in the meeting, especially that of your superiors before you hurried to make a decision. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show... Welcome to the movement and the family, to my existing family, to my existing family, much love for, for really taking the time to listen to me. Again, we are on episode 99, so I'm excited about this episode because we're one episode away from 100, which is a huge milestone for the Impact Secret Podcast show, a huge monument, and I couldn't do it without you guys. So let's continue on. On this podcast show, we will discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and guys, you already know my favorite. If you're a fan favorite, if you are family, personal development, I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, don't try to complicate it. It just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Three impact secret points I want to want you to get out of this show, because, again, family, it's about me making sure that I'm providing you with so much value. I want to 10x your value in a way that when you get done listening, that you can take this information and implement today, not tomorrow, not next week, but today. We're all about what commitment over interest. We're all about execution over theory. So let's get to work. Impact secret, impact secret point number one. Learning experiences from making a decision, execution, and confidence. Today's episode is entitled, What is Decision Making and How to Be More Effective? What is Decision Making and How to Be More Effective? Again, those three impact secret points are learning experience from making a decision, execution, and confidence. You see that story that I that I read that was brought to you by Barry Powell, 99 inspiring stories for presentation. Inspire your audience to get your message uh, through. Now I remixed it a little bit because I, I like to throw in little things to energize the family and catch you guys off guard. But that was a funny story to me when I started reading it. Uh, I just, I mean, I don't know. I find myself wanting to laugh more uh, about things that people be like, why he's always laughing. I remember one time my dad asked me, he said, 
son, why are you laughing all that? And I said, you know, it's easier to be upset. It's easier to be frustrated. It's easier to to go along to get along than it is harder to laugh. And I know that you may not understand that right now, but you'll get it sooner or later. And what I was simply what I was simply telling my dad is that I want to enjoy life. I realize that your time is short. You can be here today and go on tomorrow. So my thing is I try to laugh as much as possible. I want to enjoy life as much as possible. And it's funny in this story where these three individuals had an opportunity to make a wish and they did. And the third and the third person, which was the actual uh, director, instead of going to do something he enjoyed and love, he made the decision to have his employees come back to the office. Now, there are so many different ways we can go with this and unpacking this and in so many different ways. But I'm not going to do that today with you, family. What I am going to say is, even though the moral of the story was about hearing the opinions of other people in a meeting room, especially your superiors before hurrying into a decision, I, you know, I have to remix that. This wouldn't be the Impact Secret show if I can't remix it. So I really would remix that and say that really the moral of the story is is sometimes you have to be able to let others go first so you can understand where their mind and heart desires and what i mean is that there are a lot of times that you think you are aligned with a position or a leader of saying hey you know, you go into a new job opportunity. But prior to that, when you're having the dating phase, you know, the dating phase, when you go to the interview and then when, you know, on your day one, hopefully sometimes it depends what type of leader or if you have a manager where if you and we've talked about the difference family, but they take you out to lunch and say, hey, you know, hey, this is some of the things we're looking forward to doing. We're so glad you're on board. And what you'll realize is that if you don't apply active listening to what you are, where, where you're going as far as your career with the, with the company, you'll find yourself detoured because somebody else may have plans for you that you may not, you may not even be aware of. And that's why I kind of like, I really like what Brian Tracy talked about in a quote. He said, if, if you don't have a clear, if you don't have clear goals for yourself, then you will work for someone that does. Let me say that again, and I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to slow it down to the point to say, if you don't have clear goals for yourself, then you will work for someone that does. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with working for someone. But the problem is, is that when you are working for someone, you bet you better be creating something else um, on, on the side. You better be de- developing something. I don't care if it's crocheting and you selling them on eBay or Etsy. You need to have additional income coming in or figuring out ways or developing a skill set so you can be prepared for whatever can come your way. Let me let me talk to you real quick about decision making, decision making. I sometimes feel like people put so much emphasis on decision making and I get it. 
I would love to make every decision that I've ever made. I would love for it to be 100% accurate. I would love for it that it came out right the first time. I would love that any time that I make a decision, I know 110% is going to work. But see, really, what tends to happen is, is that you have an opportunity to learn from the decisions that you make. Because really, if you look at decision making, it's basically decision making is choosing between two or more options. Do you like chocolate milk or do you like strawberry milk? Do you like, you know, um, Burger King Whoppers or do you like the Big Mac? I mean, it's just it's, it's basically making a decision. And a lot of times people make indecisions which in a, in a fact kind of takes, it, it steals the opportunity for them to grow because they're afraid to make the wrong decision. I'll get, man, I'm really about, you guys about to get this work on this episode 99. I'm not playing today. I remember this and I've shared this kind of with you guys, uh, family about, I put the call in. I put the call in and this was, I think this was a probably, I don't even know what year it was. Uh, I think it was 2000, 2013, 2012. I'm not sure, but I called my mother and I said, I've had enough down here in Dallas. I'm done. And the reason why I've had enough was the fact that I was sold a dream of becoming that person entering corporate America, being able to come climb up the corporate ladder. And I, w- I was thinking to myself, wow, I'll, I finally would make it. I would, man, I would do this for my mom. I'll do this for my dad. I'll do this for my daughter. Like I was thinking of how I was going to create this huge, like I, I was just going to be rich and I knew I was going to be rich and wealthy financially, mentally, and and all of the above. And I was like, well, once I, you know, make it, I'm going to move my daughter down from Michigan. And we just go, I mean, we're going to win. This is going to be an amazing uh, opportunity. And then when I got down here, life hit me. And that again, so this was, I think this was around, yeah, it had to be around 2013 to 14. But anyway, So at this time, I'm still working in the clothing store as well as working another job and I have a bachelor's degree. And what they tell you, uh, they always tell you, go to school, get an education. And I really wasn't the greatest as well as far as, you know, in high school. And this is a funny thing that I've learned. Don't allow someone to put their limitations on you about because you're not performing well in high school. And what I understood was I just wasn't being challenged because when I got to college, I actually excelled better in college than I did in high school. I think I had like a two point GPA or 2.1 that I may have graduated with. And in college, it was the work was harder, but I was able to excel due to the fact of I understood the simple fact of it was my accountability. I was on, 
I had to make this work. This was, I didn't have a plan B. Well, I did. My mom's plan B for me was you going into the armed services. I mean, to one of the, either one of the armed, armed services branch, whether the Air Force or, or Marines, those were, that was the two options, Air Force or Marines. And I was like, okay, well, my brother was in the Air Force. So, and he told me it was a good opportunity. He was like, but his concern for me was just my, I would have liked to say my entrepreneurial spirit, where if you tell me to go this way, I'm probably going to go the other way just because I want to make the decision. I want the opportunity to choose for my life and figure things out. But going back to the call. So I called and made the call and, and I told my mother, this is it. I had it. I'm coming home and I'm so excited. Uh, she said, awesome, son. She was like, let me send you some money so you can get the U-Haul. So I was going to get the U-Haul, put it back on there. I told my best friend, hey, man, I'm out of here. You know, uh, I gave it everything that I, I felt that I had. Thought this was going to be a better experience for me. I'm just going to go back home and I'll figure it out from there. But this for me, yes, I love this city. The city is, I mean, the clubs at that time was just amazing. Just the atmosphere was amazing. But financially, I was only making you know, 10 to $12 an hour. And I just, I was like, that's not what I want. I, I didn't even need to go to school to come work in retail. I could have just worked in re retail because I know retail. I love clothes. Who don't like getting fresh to death? So I told my friend I'm out and he was like, cool. And we were, we had an apartment together, two bedrooms. So I was like, Hey man, you know, um, our lease is coming up anyway, so you can go ahead and find you a one bedroom or whatever. Cause I know you stay, uh, cause he was winning. He, when he came down, he lucked, I, I, I'm not even going to say lucked. He basically, he, you know, he was able to, uh, find a good, good opportunity. And I, I was extremely proud of him, man, because you always want people around you to, to be just as successful as you are. So I was, I was extremely proud of him. So he was winning in my opinion. I don't know if he thought he was or not, but I, I felt he was really doing extremely well. And so, uh, I was on my way home. I was, I got everything. I started packing boxes. I, I mean, I went and picked up boxes, I went and talked to the U-Haul place, I told them, Hey, I would like to, I'll probably be coming to get this. And, you know, maybe, you know, um, I want, I think I booked it out maybe a month or two in advance. Just want to make sure that they, they had it. And I had the little trailer hitch. So a lot of times they have the little trailer hitch that you can put on your vehicle. So everything was getting, getting set up. Uh, I was going to put my, my notice in probably, you know, actually I was going to give them a three week notice because the people that I work with, um, was really cool. She was just one of those individuals that was down to earth and was always looking out for me. She's the one that actually got me in just to say, Hey, just do this temporarily while you're, you're looking for a career orientated opportunity. I was like, great. So I did all of these things, getting prepared, boxes packed, you know, um, basically the room was, you know, all I had was my sheets, bed and everything. I was, I was set to go. So on my way to the store, I'm, I'm, I'm driving and I had turned the radio off because I just, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I got to go back home and I'm going to feel like a failure. And this was a hard decision to make to go back 
home because I've this is the second time that I left home and I felt like now this is the second time I'm coming back. I had went to Gramlin to go uh, pursue what to a historical black college and which again I loved it but I wasn't homesick. I've never been homesick. I never under, understood that and respect everybody that does get that. But I think because I moved around a lot within and within Michigan that it I was just never homesick because I always made friends wherever I went to. So but I was just like, man, I don't know if this this university if because I really wanted to play ball. Um, that was my dream to play college ball. So I was like, if things weren't working out like I thought it was when I got down there. So I was like, you know, I'm going home. So this was my second time returning home. And it was frustrating because you when you when you in, in, in my mind, I'm like until I again until I start focusing on personal development. I'm like, man, I'm going home as a failure. So I was like, I don't really want to go home as a failure, but I had I went home and then this was the second time around. I'm like, man, they were right. I should have just a lot of my friends was like, man, why? You know, why leave? I mean, just figure it out here. Why go all the way down south? And then you got to figure out everything. It's all a new experience. You don't really know that many people. Yeah, you may have family here and there, but it's I mean, everybody is the majority of people are here like. I'm thinking about all the things that they said that possibly could happen. So I was like, dang. So I said, I need to block that out. I don't want to hear that anymore. So I turned on the radio to listen to, you know, to some songs. This was when I was listening, you know, listening to the radio all the time before I turned my vehicle into more of a, a library of personal development of business leadership and all those things. Turn it on. And this guy came on where they had these, I think it was either a five minute, I think it was a five minute, uh, I'll say five minute opportunity where uh, this guy came on and I'm like, who is this guy? And he said, hi, my name is uh, Pastor Freddie Haynes. And I know a lot of people are going through things in life. And then he, he, he started to navigate into the story. And the story he talked about was, and for me, I'm a big boxing fan, is when he talked about Muhammad Ali at that time was Cassius Clay when he fought Sonny Liston. And he told a story of when, as Cassius Clay was fighting um, Sonny Liston, it was round about, I think it was like the fourth or fifth round. This was in like 1964, by the way. This was, he said, this was like, I think it was the fourth or fifth round. And Cassius, uh, Muhammad Ali had got something in his eye and he couldn't, he, he could barely see. So when he sits down in a corner, he tells, he tells the trainer Dundee as he, as he's just taking his mouthpiece out of his mouth and he's screaming at Dundee is like, cut the glove, take these gloves off me. I can't see it's blurry. And, and I, I just don't know what's going on. I, I don't think I can make it just, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Throw in the towel. Let's end this. And Dundee start working on him all the time. You know, he's listening, but he's not really listening. And even he even, you know, seeing what like kind of what was in his eye, put it, took his pinky, put it in Muhammad Ali's eye and put it in. He's like, oh, yeah, that, this something is not right here because it was burning. So uh, Muhammad Ali described it was just like acid in his eyes. 
So Dundee was and so many I can imagine, just imagine if you were there and you and you're the trainer or if you're Muhammad Ali. I looked at it as a at that point I was Muhammad Ali and you're like, man, I just I can't go on. This can't keep this is not what's gonna happen. But anyway, Pastor Freddie Haynes talked about, well, Dundee pushed him out there and said, Go, I'm not throwing in a towel. You you can do this. And long story short, he shocked the world. And at that point, he said, Pastor Haynes said, you know, we have decisions that we have to make. We have a decision where we can stay or go or we can commit or not commit. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to make a decision. And you're at a crossroad where right now, if you make the decision of not to stay and fight through the adversity, not to stay and push through what is is trying to push push up against you, you won't have the opportunity to shock the world. And right there, no lie, I be I'm, I'm being very transparent with you. I just broke down in tears. I broke down in tears because of the fact of. I said, this man is telling my story. See, I didn't remember all of that with with uh, Sonny Liston and uh, Muhammad Ali. I, I actually kind of forgot about it, if I'm going to be honest, because I'm nowhere close to that that era. But I watched a lot of the fights, but I just have forgot all of that that happened. And he said, right now is an opportunity for you to push through through adversity. See, right there and then, family. I had a crucial decision to make. That decision was, do I run from this adversity that is right here in my face that's telling me I'm no good, telling me that no, you're not gonna be able to climb the heights that you have already envisioned. You No, you're not going to be capable to take that leap of faith and just keep going. I turned off the radio. At this time, again, I told you I'm driving and I'm crying and I'm, you know, a lot of people, I'm really not the emotional, emotional type. Like I, I don't get, I don't cry. I mean, I cry, everybody cries, but I'm saying I was crying like I lost somebody, literally like somebody just passed. And I, I haven't cried like that since the passing of my mother. That was the last time I literally cried that hard because I knew I had to make a tough decision. I had to make a decision that wasn't that I really, truly wasn't comfortable with. And I knew it was going to make my mother uncomfortable because I know my mom and she probably she had an expectation, which was confirmed that she wanted me to come back home because she missed her baby. So I made the decision to go ahead and stay got on the phone I called my mother I said hey mom I truly apologize I know you probably knowing you you're probably already pre-planning and planning ahead but God intervened in what you were trying to do and it wasn't a this is not a disrespect for you but I have to stay and fight no, I don't like the, how much money I'm getting paid. No, I don't like what's going on. No, it's not fair. Yes, I'm watching success around me and I'm trying to understand why has it not been my turn yet? Why am I not winning just yet? But I have to move forward. I have to trust the process. I have 
to keep fighting. So, mom, I'm sorry. I love you, but I can't come home. This is a fight I must fight. And with that was said, I just stayed here and looking back at the decision, do I have any regrets? None at all, because if I regret the decision I would have made, it may have affected everything else. So that's why I, I tell you, family, sometimes when we want to make the perfect decision, we will never be able to make the perfect decision. Period. Like, yeah, you can use there's various tools out there, of course, like a decision tree or a decision matrix. But I, I'll be honest with you. I did use something, though, um, when I was making my initial trip down here to move down to Dallas, which was a pros and cons list. My mom said, son, I'm going to make it simple for you. Get you a piece of paper on one side, write the pros of moving down there, write the cons of moving down there. And if the pros outweigh the cons, then you know what you should do. But sometimes, family, when you are in that decision, sometimes it's just not as simple as that. It's not as simple as putting a decision tree together or a decision matrix. It's not as simple of, hey, I'm going to trust my gut and hopefully that I'm making a, a great decision and because my gut is telling me so. It's sometimes not that simple. So what is simple, though, is you need to take action because a lot of times we fall into that indecision, as I stated earlier. Matter of, matter of fact, there's a quote by Doe and I'll, I'll spell out his last name just in case you want to look it up is Z-A-N-T-A-M-A-K-A. -A -A. And the quote goes like this. It, indecision steals many years from many people who wind up wiping, I mean, wishing they just had the courage to leap. Again, I'll say that because this is one of my favorite quotes. He said, indecision steals many years from many people who wind up wishing they just had the courage to leap. See, sometimes, family, you just have to have the courage to leap. I like what Steve Harvey had talked about when he said the sometimes you have to jump and fix the parachute on the way down. See, that's a lot of times, a lot of decisions that we make, we have to jump and fix the parachute on the way down. Unfortunately, sometimes decisions come out, those decisions come out great and sometimes they come out bad. But you have to make a decision. You have to 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 trust that either way, if it's right or wrong, you will figure it out. You will understand that if the decision was made wrong, what did you learn from it? A lot of times we don't go back and say, well, what did I learn from getting in that relationship? Like, honestly, truly, not from an emotional standpoint, but from a straight analytical, logical standpoint. What did I do to create the environment or what did we do to create the reason why we are the way that we are? And that's the same thing with a job. I, I, I remember, you know, when the first time I was fired from a job, I was like, you know, I'm trying to figure out what did I do to 
to deserve it and you start replaying everything possible or, or whatnot in you. But once you figure out what the what the what is, and it maybe sometimes you won't figure out what the what. Maybe they'll tell you something like, oh, well, um, we just decided to go in a different di- direction because of the way the company is is shifting. And so you may not never get the answer. It may have nothing to do with you. It's just, you you know, based on the, the profit and loss, uh, based on profit and loss, you, you may cost more than what they can afford. So they may tell you something to try and ease the pain, but you still won't know the, the true reason why. And you can't get hung up on that. You just have to move forward. So family, I hope that Today's lesson has been effective, that you learned some things that you're able to take away from, because I I want you guys to understand that when you make decisions, make decisions with confidence, have the confidence to be right or wrong and then course correct on the way. And sometimes I and I I know I was going to stop, but I can't because this is very important to to the family. Stop making community decisions. You say, well, what is a community decision where you go talk to 13 different people about something you want them to confirm for you? Stop doing that. That's not going to help you to make a better decision. Matter of fact, it's going to confuse you even more. And, you know, when people get confused, we know this from marketing that you don't want to you won't you won't make a decision. You'll just sit in it. So when you do step up to the plate and make a decision, just go ahead and execute right or wrong. Go ahead and execute, because if again, circling back to the indecision, if you don't, you will you will not be able to find out what is right or wrong. That's my that that's been my time, family. Again, episode ninety nine. Wow, man, this is amazing. Um. I'm truly blessed and thankful for the support that I've been getting. I've, I've, I've been seeing that you guys are really tuning in. I don't know if, if, um, the shows are too long or what. And I, I keep saying that cause I remember when I first started episode one and it was probably about between five and 10 minutes. And I continue to say that because I, I just really, I didn't, I didn't fall in love with the process. I didn't fall in love with having to do the research to, to think of the stories that I want to share with you guys of what is relevant to the topic or finding topics that I wish somebody would do an episode on, uh, topics that really provide actionable value, meaning that I can use this today. You can take this information that I'm providing you today and put it to work. That's the type of value that anytime you listen to something, anytime you take the time to listen to something that you should be able to walk away and go put it to work right then and there. And that has been the goal. That's why it's called the impact secret podcast show, because I want to have an impact in these secrets that I'm sharing with you that I learned through 
the hard knocks of life, as they say, or I learned through my reading and, and um, listening to various people that I, I look up to as my, I'll call them digital mentors. So again, family, thank you again for tuning in. It really means a lot. If you have any feedback, questions, comments, you know how to get a hold of me. 251-325-5576. Again, 251-325-5576. This here has been episode 99. We are one episode away from 100. I'm out.